What is that? That was my original spooky sound for this week. Wow. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> you are joining us for a special episode of Spooky Swap. Spooky Swap. Spooky Swap. As in the last episode of Spooky Swap, before Tears. we resume our regularly scheduled content. I don't think I picked anything. Oh. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah. No, I have nothing. I have nothing. I, have nothing. I forgot Spooky Swap was ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to assign something at the end of this episode. Neither of us have anything. I'll figure something out. Yeah. I'll... I'll look around for inspiration. I'm pretty sad. Spooky swaps over. Teardrops on my guitar, man. Um, I am drinking a beer because it is late at night. We would normally be reco- well, not that I would be just drinking a beer on any any given night, but um, I have this like nice little sour that our good friend Dante left for us when he was visiting. Best friend and, Dante. And since we're doing this. At night, I thought that, you know, what a better occasion, what better time <laughs> to go ahead and uh, have this. Yeah. So we're recording this a bit early. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Typically, we record on Saturday. Yep. Um, because my parents will be in town over the weekend. We'll be really busy, so we won't have time to do it then. Which means that I didn't really get to watch too much of Twin Peaks. Yeah, but we're not talking about Twin Peaks yet. That's no. for later. Yes. I just wanted to preface. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it is our last week of Spooky Swap. It was our psychological thrillers week. So the two episodes, wow. or sorry, the two things that we watched were... The Glass House and mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, what other movies have you watched this week? Yeah, I watched Parasite. I watched Black Swan. I watched The Glass House. We watched Twin Peaks. Um, today was supposed to be, or sorry, tomorrow was supposed to be Get Out. What was today supposed to be? The Glass House. Oh, what was, we watched that on we Monday. Watched, we watched everything. What was Monday supposed to be? Twin Peaks. <laughs> but we watched Twin Peaks on Saturday. Yeah, we've watched, so far we've watched everything in this week. What I skipped, so what I skipped was last week I was supposed to watch Poltergeist and I oh, never, did, never that. did that. Yeah, mm, I never did that. It's a great movie. Yeah, so, but we still have the 30th and the 31st to watch Halloween movies. All right. So, might save that for later. But yeah, um, so tomorrow's supposed to be Get Out, Friday's supposed to be Seven, Saturday's supposed to be The Shining. We'll see if we get to those. We'll be busy. I don't know so. if I want to watch any of that. They're all like so good, but it's I know. like, oh, I we just know. watched Parasite. That was a, also a fantastic movie, but like, yeah, that was my first time like, watching it, oh, and I could yeah. not sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I had that like top of the list to give to you for the podcast for yeah. the longest time, and yeah. then you, uh, I just watched it, it. Yeah, you just yeah. watched it. So. Um, quick, quick thoughts, spit out, spit out some quick thoughts. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I think it's interesting because like the characters you like root for them, but also you're like, Hmm, but you're really not the best people. Yeah. Yeah. They're like con artists. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. It's a weird one to have feelings about, but yeah, I definitely could not sleep (laughs) because that one man was just so creepy yeah no no spoilers or nothing um no. but you know yeah 
I mean, at this point, you should go. You should. You see should, it. should see it. Well, it's been on picture. streaming for it's a while. Been on Hulu for quite some time. Yeah. And I uh, highly recommend go checking it out if you haven't already watched it. Yep. Have some cartoons ready afterwards because you might need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew. I knew. I didn't think you I, were gonna wake up in the middle of the night. I know. I don't even know if I really went to. I was trying so hard to just sleep, and then find, I didn't want to wake you up. And I was like, "Hey, can we turn on Adventure Time?" Yeah, we put on Adventure Time <laughs> at like two in the morning. Yeah, it was like two, three in the morning. And then as soon as you put it on, I fell asleep. I just needed. I just needed a visual that wasn't what I had in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, I am starting us off here, and we're gonna be talking about the Glass House, released in two thousand one. Yep. I don't know who wrote or directed this movie. I, I don't, don't even know the lead actress's name, Lily Sobieski. Is that it? Yeah. Um, and then the little boy, or her younger brother Good in question. the movie. I don't know his name, but he was in Jurassic Park three. Um, that is so specific. That well, that was well. I recognized him. I was like, "Where do I know this kid?" And it was Jurassic Park three. That was where I knew him from. Was he in like when a I Disney movie? I don't know. Mm, Jurassic like... Park three. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I know. Gotcha. That's all you're gonna get from me. <laughs> um, so the Glass House again, um, released in 2001. So it's got 2001 vibes. So it's about this girl. Ruby and she lives with her parents and her younger brother. Her younger brother's name is Rhett. I don't remember her parents' name um, because they die pretty fast. Um, because they die. <laughs> well, I mean, the movie starts out with like I don't know. They're kind of like a fast-paced family, and then yeah. they she goes to school, and it's like this preppy California boarding school, and she's like hanging out with her friends. Yeah. And they like to smoke cigarettes and uh, drive late at night. Um, And so one night she comes home and there's a police car in front of her house. And the police are there. And they're there to tell her that her parents died in a car crash. Literally a worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants that. She faints uh, super hard, as one does. Uh, I mean, like, actually, that's, you know, totally normal, valid response. Um. And so then the next scene really opens up with this funeral for her parents. Um, she's being approached by numerous individuals while she's there. So there's this guy, Miss. Uh, sorry, he almost called him Mr. Big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's the guy that plays Mr. Big on Sex in the City. He's there. He's their uncle, yeah. but there he's kind of uh, drifted apart from their mom. So um, you know the daughter's kind of upset, and she's like. I don't really want to talk to you because you and my mom haven't been in touch for years. So Mm -hmm. like, eh. Yeah. Um, And then the estate lawyer approaches her and is basically letting her know like, yo, you have a lot of money in your trust fund um, from your mom's like inheritance and from your dad's life insurance plan. You and your brother can afford to be quite comfortable um but also their will said to leave them with the glasses which is their i guess family friend yeah um, i think they were previous neighbors they're, of, ah, okay um, they're yeah. previously neighbors and they put a lot of time and thought into picking the glasses to be basically the guardians. godparents yeah the god yeah guardians 
if anything were to happen to them. So, uh, the glasses are played by Stellan Skarsgård and Diane Lane, who are both great actors. Mm-hmm. And they go to live with the glasses in their house, the glass house, <laughs> which also happens to be made of glass. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they, they move with them to, there's like a fly flying around. <laughs> it's driving um, me nuts. There have been so many of them. So they go they go move in uh, to the glasses at the glass house, a.k.a. Tony Stark's house in Malibu, um, because it's basic, it's, it's Tony Stark's house. Um, well, it's not quite Tony Stark's house, but it's, it's, it's one of those houses. If I'm painting the right picture of what the glass house looks like, it's Tony Stark's house. <laughs> Now they uh, they have dinner the first night. Diane Lane's like, "Hey, here's you know some calamari." <laughs> here's some calamari. Yeah, I mean, like here's some calamari. Yeah, and the kids are you know they're like ew. They're kids, so they're like, "We is that squid ew?" <laughs> um, which if I moved into a new house and they were offering me calamari on night one, I'd be like, "Sweet." No, we are you wouldn't. made. Uh, I love calamari. As an adult, sure. I loved calamari when I was, ever since I was 14 years old, I've loved calamari. You had such a, you were a picky eater. I uh, yeah, But calamari liked was great. calamari and sushi, but yet wouldn't eat a burger. Okay. You don't have to tell people that. <laughs> I'm confused. I didn't, it I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy burgers until I was 19. I found out that I liked calamari because my eighth grade science teacher had us make calamari during like one of the holiday fun day. What? Yeah. It was like, so we had this thing. It was like the holiday fair. So students could, um, could basically like put up their own like little flea market shop in the holiday yeah. fair to sell something. Yeah. Um, and most people would go during like, I don't know, the PE period or whatever. Yeah. Um, and on that day, my science teacher, if you didn't have a booth, like, or, yeah, I mean, you know, he was like, you know, half of the class has a booth or whatever, so uh, we're going to make calamari for fun. Um, and that's what we did. It was, I've never heard anyone make calamari. <laughs> yeah, he gave us squid. We, like, what? we cut out, like, the ink needle thing. We chopped it up into pieces. We put, like, you know, egg in flour and uh, like breading and then he fried it and then we ate it (laughs) and that's when i found out that i liked calamari (laughs) okay okay yeah every time you share something new about your schooling experience and i'm like what is this (laughs) like how (laughs) i went to public school in the bay area california i don't know what to tell you it's just wild. Um, this beer is really sour. In a good way. It's really good, though. Um, yeah. So they make them calamari. The kids are not having it. And so... <laughs> they don't even make it. She, like... She doesn't cook. She just... What, what, well, they, they, she gives them calamari. Yeah. And the kids are like... Meh, and she's like, okay, I'll get you Domino's instead. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, the kids have to share a room together. And she's 16... And her younger brother is 11. So that's non-ideal. And also, this is a massive house. So it's, it doesn't make sense it is that pretty they're weird. sharing a room. Yeah. It is pretty weird that they would have to share a room. 
Um, and, you know, as a result of this being like a really nice house and everything being made of glass, the light, the, the way that the, there's constantly light bouncing off of the pool outside and creating these like pool light effects on the walls in the house, which is like, not going to lie, pretty cool. Um, it's like, it's like the reflection of the pool is lighting up the house mm-hmm. at night, which, yeah, that's, it's pretty tight. Um, but let's see. She, yeah, well, okay. I mean, that, that kind of just, there's a lot of scenes that take place at night in mm-hmm. this movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess just to preface that, but, um, <laughs> Let's see. Ruby has to go to a new school because they moved to Malibu and they're from the Valley originally. And uh, she goes to school with all blonde people. Um, (laughs) That's not really important. It's just an observation. I'm like, this is the blondest classroom I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm from California and even I don't know that many blonde people. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah, so I mean, they basically, like the family... The glasses are able to keep Rhett, the, the younger brother, entertained with like Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 1. He's all like, wow, I get to have both. And she's like, why do you need both? And he's like, well, you can only play Pokemon Snap on N64 and you can only play Ape Escape on PlayStation. Um, even though this movie came out in 2001 and the Sony PlayStation 2 came out in 2000. <laughs> so this kid's not even getting that good of a deal. <laughs> um, so let's see. I don't, uh, Ruby is like, who, I don't know who she's talking to on the phone, but she like has a bad attitude about her new school. She's just talking to one of her old friends. Her old friends, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Mrs. Glass is like, I think you really need to change your attitude about your new school. And she's like, were you listening to me on the phone? She was like, well, I was going to make an outgoing call, but that's beside the point. Um, and which is like, that's weird. Yeah. So she was listening on the landline and telling her like, you need to change your attitude about school. So this is kind of like the first moment of like, hmm, about the glasses. Also, it's just, like, weird because their parents just died. Yeah. And she's like, you need to be happy. And it's like, yeah. my parents just died. I'm living with two... I mean, they're not strangers, but, like... They're strangers. Yeah, they're kind of strangers. And I have to go to a new school and leave all my friends. So, like, I've lost a lot in, like, the past week. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, why, why would I change my attitude? Yeah. So, like, one night, Ruby decides to go for a swim in the pool, and then she comes out of the pool, and then Mr. This happens, like, right after. Um, and Mr. Glass, like, he, t- he takes his time, like, looking her up and down in her swimsuit before he's like, oh, you must be cold to get her a towel, which was, uh, yeah, pretty... pretty weird yeah pretty gross um so then from there it's like uh ruby goes to school she's watching a driver's ed video and it's like literally the video i had to watch when i was in driver's ed about like you know car Car crashes and stuff and she gets like super triggered at school because uh that's how her parents that's how her parents died and like her i guess 
moments where she's being triggered and the imagery that you're seeing on screen gets very intense at times. Um, there's literally a part where she's like thinking about it and there's just, I want to say an animation of a car <laughs> going flying off of this cliff, yeah. coming like straight at the camera. And it's like, that's doing a lot. <laughs> um, like yeah. you don't, we just don't need to see that much. Yeah. And it's like, that's, it's very dramatic. You're very like cartoonified. Yeah. <laughs> this death. Um, I guess maybe that's like how she's thinking of it in her yeah. head, but like yeah. it's still, it's, it's a bit much. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I think, was it, I think Ruby's telling Mrs. Glass that it's like her time of the month and Mrs. Glass is like, well, let me get, I have a pill for that. And they go into the medicine cabinet or they go into the master bathroom and they go behind the mirror and Mrs. Glass has like Ativan, morphine, Vicodin, and she like busts out a pill and she's like, here, try this. And that's not right. Yeah. So yeah, Ruby's like, she takes one of these pills and she's like chilling on her bed and her brother's like playing video games. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'll turn it off when I hit a save point. And she's like, it's actually like pretty relaxing. Yeah, she's like high. Yeah, <laughs> from that. It's pill. like, Ugh. and just to like preface, Mrs. Glass is a doctor, so yes, she has Mrs. easy Glass access is a to some like hardcore drugs. Yeah, Mrs. Glass is a doctor. Mr. Glass owns a uh, like car transportation company. company. Yeah. 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 <sighs> um. <laughs> Gotta let the listeners know who don't get the, the visual that I just took a sip. Oh my gosh. Um, so, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, the glasses start having a fight in the bathroom. Or, sorry, in the bedroom that night. I wrote bathroom for some reason. The glasses are having a fight, and it's like, ooh, what's going on there? Uh, and Ruby catches them, and they catch Ruby catching them having a fight. And... Uh, Terry, Mr. Glass is Terry. Mrs. Glass is Aaron. I have their names now. I just um, thought of on the Amazon. Oh, yeah. On the Amazon description for the movie, it says like Gary. Gary. Yeah. It's like Gary and Aaron. It's, it's like, no, his name's Terry. Um, so Terry, Terry is telling Ruby, like, it can be very lonely living with Aaron, which is a very, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um... So and also, why are you telling me this? Right, that's just like not appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, that's weird. And so then, like, oh, does he tell her that? He's like, oh, my company's having an event. I gotta go check it out. Why don't you come with me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I've got three hours of homework. Mm-hmm. And he's like, perfect. Mm-hmm. And takes her mm-hmm. after I guess she's done with her three hours of homework. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to a restaurant. And he's like, eh, if my workers can't handle, like, this event without me, then, like, you know, they're not worthy of being employed. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I just really wanted to talk to you one-on-one. And he, does, he Like, the whole, that whole setup is like, oh, that's... Icky. Icky, yeah. And then that's when he's like, oh, it can be lonely living with her. And it's like, that's weird. And then they're driving home, and he'd had, like, some vodka... So he's driving all like crazy, crazy. like absolutely crazy. Yeah, he's like, just like, 
like weaving through things <laughs> yeah in the oncoming lane yeah and obviously she's really scared she's scared for like one because she's in the car and he's driving crazy but two also her parents just died of a car accident so it's like extra Ooh, i didn't even think about that yeah, yeah it's like extra traumatic <laughs> yes it's, it's, it's being all extra so then he like pulls to the side but not to the right side he pulls to the left side yeah. so it's the right side for the oncoming lane um and he stops and he like reaches over at her like he's gonna make a move on her and mm-hmm. she's like Ugh. Mm-hmm. and then he buckles her seatbelt. yeah which i don't know i thought that was kind of weird like hey girl why didn't you have your seatbelt buckled in if yeah. you're like so traumatized by a seat or sorry cars yeah whatever um i feel like there was like a point in time where seatbelt safety became like the big thing that was being pushed like 1960s really i feel like there was like a time after that i feel like no one really cared about seatbelts and then like sometime in the early 2000s like the it was 1930s. like wear your seatbelt <laughs> no oh well yeah i mean they did have a big click it or take a campaign yeah in the early 2000s exactly but like this wearing your seatbelt i mean was it's been important law for a long time yes but just because something's the law doesn't mean they're like over here doing whole campaigns about it my parents died in a car accident i don't this know this guy's driving crazy <laughs> I'm supposed to wear my seatbelt legally, but I'm not going to wear my seatbelt because I, I just like don't think about it. I don't know. The whole point of the scene is he was going to make a move on her. Yes, she caught I, him I, I and understand. was like, ew, no. I understand. I'm, like, I'm reading too deep into it, <laughs> but it's still like. Put on your seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's a movie. Um. So anyway, they get home and Ruby finds... Mrs. Glass shooting up some drugs. That was scary. That was very scary. And so she's like, I got to tell somebody about this. So she goes and finds the estate lawyer. So she gets the house cleaner to drive her like halfway to the estate lawyer's office. And then she hitchhikes the rest. Wild. Um, And the estate lawyer basically tells her, Look, if it doesn't work out with them, then you're going to become wards of the state. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just not trying to upset you. I'm just giving you the facts. Mm-hmm. And she's like telling him all these things that's like been weird, been going on. He's like, I found her shooting up. And, oh man. And he's like, all right, it won't be easy, but I'll look into it for you. Also, between you and me, the amount of money that y'all have is $4 million. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I think this thing is so interesting because it's like, it. I mean, the foster care system sucks. It sucks so bad. Yeah. So I understand like why the lawyer would be like, you know, maybe like let's like stick let's it out really, because the foster care system is really yeah, not like, where you want to Let's really be. make sure this is like the best thing to to like investigate or whatever. Although if someone's shooting up like. I think that's, that's I think that's yeah. a big big concern. Get out of there. Um, yeah. But also, so, I'm wondering like because I was like she's 16, yeah she's still a child, but she could be emancipated. They got they're set financially. So I have a question about that, yeah. and I don't think either one of us actually knows the answer. But yeah. so like 
I'm assuming she can't really access this money until she's 18, mm -hmm. but her guardians can access it to pay for things if it's for the child's care. So, but can they access it? Yeah, they. He later, the guy, the guy. Sorry, later in the movie, Mr. Glass does say he accessed it. Um, like he he's trying to get a loan, uh -huh. and he like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Point being. Mm -hmm. You, he he is able to access it in order to pay for things if it's contributing to their care. Mm -hmm. So, um, which I I mean he's really just well we'll, we'll get to that in a mm -hmm. second. But my question is like the guardians can access that money, um, or well the guardians can only get approved by the bank to access that money if it's for the child's care mm -hmm. and she can only access that money until she's 18 mm -hmm. if they did go into the foster system mm -hmm. and it didn't work out with the glasses and then somebody adopted one of them but not the other one mm -hmm. what happens to that money i don't know does the trust get split okay so say it does get split does the family that adopted either one of them, like one of them, um, did they get the same access to that money? I mean, I'm assuming so because now they're like official guardians. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't know, I don't know how any of this works. Yeah. Anyway, these were just questions that I had. Um, this is, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. So <clears throat> she goes home. And Aaron... Wait, I think we need to clarify. She felt really upset because the lawyer, the or whatever, whatever, is he attorney? A lawyer, whatever. Yeah. Um, he, Lawyer. she was Attorneys like... Attorneys are lawyers. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's nighttime. Make sure we are My out. words are not coming yeah. out properly. It is late. Um, He had promised her, you know, if anything goes on, just give me a call and I will help you. Yeah. And so when she... Tells him all this and he's like, you know, like maybe we don't worry about it because otherwise you're going to the foster care system. Mm -hmm. She's really hurt. And she's like, you lied to me. You said that you would be here for me. Mm. Clearly you're not. And like, I really needed your help. And so that's when he's like, OK, 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 I'll look into it. I'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So then they go home. Yeah. And Terry and Aaron are like, oh, um, Seeing Aaron shooting up last night was probably pretty weird. By the way, she has diabetes, so that's why that was happening. Um, and this is what I'm like. The glasses are on top tier gaslighting duty. Um, they're on glass lighting duty. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of glass lighters. Um, I did not have that written down. I just did, uh, uh, All right, so... It's around this time that we find out that Terry is in some shady business dealings with the guys that you're going to hire in Hollywood to play a typical Hollywood loan shark. Um, literally, these I, looked, I took one look at these actors. I'm like, yep, those are the loan shark actors. Those are the guys you hire to play your loan sharks. Um, so, yeah, he owes some loan sharks some money. And, uh, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just read this note. Um, okay. 
she finds this out because she's visiting his work but then she finds her parents old car in the garage because this is a transportation company she finds their car in the old garage or sorry their old car in the garage my note says she finds her dead parents car in the garage but i read it as she finds her dead parents in the garage i was like oh no what i don't remember (laughs) that scary yeah no that's my bad um so then i start theorizing I'm like, okay, the glasses probably killed their parents to get the inheritance money and the life insurance money to pay off the loan sharks because they're top tier glass lighters. Which actually, well, I don't know if I want to say it now, (laughs) but if it's not clear at this point, is true. (laughs) That's exactly what's going on. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, from there, it's like little things will just kind of happen. Like she's working on, Ruby's working on this essay. She's only got the first line written. She falls asleep and then she wakes up and Terry wrote her whole essay. And a social worker comes to her school because the lawyer that she spoke with, uh, you know, spoke with, I guess, uh, social social services. services. So the social social services is sending a social worker to her school to ask her some questions about the living situation and uh the social worker goes to their house mr glass gets all like feels so intrusive but all right come check things out um and it's all like the social worker is pretending like she's never met ruby before and then it's just a routine inspection um and ruby told the social worker like we are sleeping in the same room and when the social worker gets to the house and they go to that room there's only one bed and then they show her the second room and then they introduce the social worker to the kids Mm -hmm. and the social worker says to ruby you have a very nice room as if to say like almost in a backhanded way like you have a room what the heck Mm -hmm. um which is like these glass lighters (laughs) um keep saying glass lighters it's so silly but they're i mean they're they're going hard um and then i realized like okay what does rhett think of all this and he tells the social worker that he likes to read after he does his homework (laughs) like he's trying to look all good turns out he's glass lighting himself (laughs) i mean Um, he's a little kid you know He's not fully aware of what's going on. Well, one, he hasn't seen any of this stuff happening, so he doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah. And also, like, some strange lady comes in. She's clearly inspecting things about your new parents, and, like, you want to He's like, hey, I got PS1 and N64. (laughs) They didn't buy me a PS2, but... No, I'm but, happy. You know, you, like you don't want to get you know an adult in trouble, so you're like I'm gonna be nice and well behaved and say whatever. All right, all right. Well, um, let's see. Ruby at this point goes through the trash and finds a letter that basically says, "Hey, it's from the school that she used to go to, and it's like, hey, we regret your or you know we're sorry to hear that you." Uh, the Glass family doesn't want to enroll these kids here. Here's a check for their tuition that's already been paid for $30,000, or sorry, $30,500. Um, so she's like, what the heck? They are, they sent me to public school so that they could get my tuition money. Um, and then. Is that what happened? Yeah. 
I thought they were trying to send them to that school. And so they... No, they, they intentionally were... enrolled them out of that school to get the tuition money. Oh. Yeah. But then, like, that one bank person was like, we gave you 30-something... Yeah, he's like, we gave you 30000 to put them in that school or whatever. Or, yeah, they, they gave him 30000 to put them in the school, but then they didn't put them in the school so that it just the money just got sent straight to the glasses rather than going back into the bank. Uh, so it's a little scammy way of them getting money out of the bank. Okay, I was confused. I thought they were like, I don't know, trying to do something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that clearly doesn't make sense. I'm like barely hanging on by a thread. Right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so out of it. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Um, Just wait till we start talking about Twin Peaks. Oh my gosh. So, and then like, you know, she, uh, Ruby wants to send a letter to, or sorry, she wants to like email the attorney, the estate lawyer, but her AIM account was closed, which I thought was interesting. Was it her, or maybe it was just her AOL account. Um, but her AOL account was closed, which I don't know how Terry was able to pull that off, but he did. And then, uh, the loan sharks go, start going super hard on threatening Terry and they tell him he's got two days to get them their money or else they'll burn down his wife. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they'll burn down his house with his wife inside. Um, which basically is burning down his <laughs> wife. So you know what? I He'll meant what I said. Down his wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Terry's like, Hey, I got $30,000 and they're like, they're, that barely makes up for the interest. And I'm like, how much money does this guy owe them? Turns out it's like, it's like a million bucks or something. Um, so let's see now things just start getting worse. Ruby gets in trouble for plagiarizing the essay that uh, Terry wrote. And then the school's like, we don't even want you to be at this school Which anymore. Which is such an extreme form of punishment for plagiarism. I mean, plagiarism apparently, is terrible. terrible yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to plagiarize. Yeah. Don't plagiarize. But apparently it was her second offense. I don't even know. They didn't clarify when's the first offense of her plagiarizing. I mean, she was like, who told you I plagiarized before? Like, um, remember? Like, she was like, where did, huh? I'm confused. I don't know. But yeah, I'm like, dang. I mean, do a suspension or something. Don't kick her out of the whole school. Yeah. Well, moving along <laughs> in the interest of time. Um, from there, it's always raining. Which makes no Which sense. Which makes no sense in California. It's California, yeah. yeah. Southern California um, at that. Yeah. And there's always white, uh, water lighting effects on the walls, <laughs> as we know. Um, and so she... Ruby sneeps. Sneeps. <laughs> nice. Uh, we might have to throw this episode no, away. No. Stick it in a vault. No. <laughs> Ruby snoops into the glasses <laughs> room while they're sleeping. <laughs> Slooping and sleep, slooping and sneaking. Um, she snoops into the room while they're sleeping with a flashlight, which is like how to wake someone up 101 is with a flashlight, but I digress. Um, and she gets the keys and she's like, We're out of here. She gets right, she wakes him up. He's like, I don't want to go, I want to stay. And she's like, well, they're giving away free Dragon Ball Z tapes at Blockbuster, and we can get them early if we go now, and we can avoid the rush. And he's like, oh, wow, really? Okay, cool. Um, 
just to get him to leave. <laughs> Which I don't, whatever. I don't think that would have worked on me. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but I guess if my older sister was like, hey, we can just get some free Dragon Ball Z tapes, I would be like, oh, wow, my like my sister is doing this for me? Like, yeah, I'd go. It's that Both easy. Both your brothers. Well, no, I, I'm just putting myself in these mm. shoes. Yeah. I mean, if my brothers did that, I would kind of see this like I don't have a choice. I have to go. Oh, no. <laughs> but cool, Dragon Ball Z tapes. Now, um, she drives right through the gate. Yep. Like, right through it. Like, they have a, there's a glass gate. This is, you know, keep in mind, they live at Tony Stark's house. So, when they're, it's it's a nice driveway, all that. So, she's driving down the hill. She sees the gate. She's like, I'm not waiting for that. And just plummets right through it. And it's glass because, you know, glass house. Um, which makes me really think, like, if it was that easy to drive through that glass gate, anybody could have just broken in. Literally drove in, into the house from there because it's made of glass. Um, but whatever. And this is why gates are made out of metal. Um, I don't know if designers knew that then, but... They I mean, sure was the whole now. thing glass? Wasn't it's, there metal parts? Yeah, to keep a structure, but it's it's all glass. Mm. I I see it as like flimsy metal. Mm. Stru- I mean, you know, they got the hard structural metal, but then like you know, between the glass panes of the windows and stuff, nah, you take that out. <laughs> um, so they're driving, and it's you know, it's raining because as it does in Malibu. <laughs> and there's a and there's a mudslide, which that part is actually accurate. If it was raining as hard as it was, that would actually happen in Southern California. There would be a mudslide because they're just not equipped for getting that much rain, mm-hmm. and that's when mudslides happen. Mm-hmm. So they get stopped at a checkpoint because there's a mudslide, and then the glasses catch up to them, and it's like, uh, yeah, sorry, behavior problems to the cops and they're like okay so then terry is driving ruby back and uh aaron is driving Rhett back and ruby is telling terry like you killed my parents and he's like huh sure it's like he's got an explanation for everything and he's like why don't you ask yourself like why was your dad drinking so much that night maybe it's because he had a daughter that sucks um he didn't say it like that, but that's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. And he says, let's get this straight. You and Rhett are mine. Ew. Yeah, just like, ew. Um, and then she, f- oh, my bad. She <laughs> darts off. I wrote, my note says she farts off. <laughs> <laughs> and so she farts off and a scuffle ensues. <laughs> Wait, a scuffle ensues. How does that happen? Oh, yeah. So uh, she's she like darts off when they get home, and then they get into a fight, and that's when he's like, "We only need one surviving child to get the money." Dang. And, Rough. Yeah. And then Aaron, she's you know on needle injection duty, so she shows up and injects Ruby, and Ruby passes out, and she's just like, "There's this like weird scene later where Rhett's like, oh Ruby, like all you do is sleep.'" And it's like, oh, God. Like, clearly they're just injecting her over and over. Mm -hmm. Which is super scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, yeah, Mr. Glass goes to the bank and he's like, I need $250,000. And then the bank's like, "Uh, no, you don't. 
and he's like, well, I, you know, I need to put a wing into my house. So I need $250,000. Yeah. Because I didn't anticipate that the kids were going to be like, you know, this hard to handle. And they're like, well, we already gave you 30,000 for that second room. And he's like, yeah, didn't know, need a wing. And he's like, well, what about the $30,000 from the tuition money? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you faxed this over to us like earlier today or whatever. And turns out Ruby faxed to the bank the $30,000 letter tuition money from the school that she used to go to. Um, so then, you know, Mr. Glass doubles down on his lies and the bank's not having it. And then Mrs. Glass, uh, she's like requesting, you know, fentanyl and all these crazy drugs uh, at her work. And they're like, uh, Dr. So-and-so needs to talk to you. Basically, she gets caught. She loses her medical license for overprescribing, which, you know, she was just using all that for herself or on Ruby, apparently. And then she basically ends up like overdosing her butt off. Like, I mean, like dead. Like she wakes, she goes full gray and mm -hmm. she like, she like can't get up the stairs. So then she gets into Ruby's bed and the Ruby wakes up and she is just like full gray dead next to her in the bed. Which is like super disturbing. So scary. So then Mr. Glass now goes full Mr. Bad. Um, that was bad. Um, well, he had gone out to get more morphine because. That's right. They, yeah, he went to go yeah. get more morphine for. Ruby, I'm assuming. Ruby? Why does she need morphine? Well, I think were they still like drugging her? Like trying to. Oh, for her? Ruby, for Ruby, Ruby. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. But then why was, wait a minute, but Mrs. Glass ODs because she, I thought the morphine was for Mrs. Glass. Why did she, I why does she overdose to... herself at this point? Well, I think she was, de I think she's depressed. She's just she's realizing like depressed the jig is up. Because she, watch she watches that like video of Ruby when she's little and her playing with Ruby when she's little and i think she just was like yeah she, she feels well bad. one she's an addict so like she, you know she's gonna use it for herself too sure and then two i think she's just like what are what am i doing like what yeah. is all this like why are we doing this okay. and then that happens Got but it. they needed because like i think because she could no longer bring drugs he's like okay we need to make sure we have a yeah stop. He, he's like, like oh yeah. it's la how hard of a time am i gonna have yeah. finding morphine and eventually he does come home and he's like hey i found the morphine yeah it's, it's like, like medical grade morphine or whatever yeah it's like yeah. okay that's concerning how yeah. he was able to get his hands on that but this is also this is mr glass we're talking about this man's a hustler this man is a gaslighter he I'm not surprised he was able to find his way out of, you know, getting getting his hands yeah. on morphine in yeah. one afternoon. In um, one afternoon. So anyway, he finds out that she's dead. This is when he goes full bad guy mode um, and he throws the kids into the basement. And then he pulls this whole trick where he pulls out of his car. He puts them in the basement. The basement is like next to the driveway and they have a vent where they can see into the driveway and he pulls out the car and parks it in front of the vent but then he decides no i don't want to drive and goes inside gets his kettle one and then drinks that and passes out or so it seems bum, bum, bum. then uh you know the kids 
the kids get their get out and then like Rhett's like he's passed out uh and like his you know he's been drinking it's it's so obvious it's right there and we find out that he had actually like cut the brakes to the car so he wanted them to take the keys and then take the car and try to escape and then inevitably end up dying on accident and then i guess he would get all of that money that was his plan but before they could leave mr Beglider, the uh estate attorney shows up this poor man um I know. he's just trying to help mm-hmm. he shows up and then oh oh this is actually taking a very dark turn um then the loan sharks show up and let's see Ruby is the one that called the loan sharks. So this is her fault. This is kind of on her. I mean, but it's not her fault because she didn't know that the attorney was going to show up. So All right. she she caught on to uh, Terry's what Plan, he was about to do. What he was he, trying he was like, to get hold them up, to hold do. Up. This yeah, was yeah. way too easy for us to get the keys. Something's yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so she calls the loan shark people. And then the attorney just happens to show up and she's like, oh no. Yeah. 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 So then Terry basically tells them that like, oh, you know, because this whole time he's been giving them excuses for why he doesn't have money. And he said like, oh, I had a silent partner and he, you know, was using the money for personal expenses and he's the reason that I don't have the money. So... He basically says, like, yeah, Mr. Beglider, the estate lawyer, he's the one. He's my silent partner. And they, the loan sharks, like, end up stabbing him so that he's dead, which that sucks because he was, like, a really good guy. Yeah. And um, then they're like, all right, we're going for a drive. And they take his Ferrari Testarossa, which has not been in the movie the whole time they like showed up in his testarossa so i don't know where they even got his testarossa his testarossa only has like one mirror for some reason it's kind of weird um i mean back in the day they didn't always need mirrors but it would be like you'd have if you if a car had just one mirror there would be one mirror on the opposite side of the driver so that makes sense yeah um this car was not that way. It was, there was no mirror on the opposite side of the driver. Uh, so anyway, they're like, yeah, we're going for a drive. They're taking the Ferrari. And he's like, we're going to go with you in the Jaguar. And he's like, no, please, not the Jaguar. Let's take the Volvo. Because he cut the brakes into the Jaguar. But they don't know that. Um, but he doesn't want to go in the Jaguar because he knows if we go on a drive, we got no brakes. Um so they go to take the Volvo instead. They're like, all right, sure, whatever, let's take the Volvo. Turns out Ruby cut the tires to, or slashed the tires to the Volvo. So they're like, all right, we're taking the Jaguar. So then they go driving through the mountains, driving super fast downhill with the Jaguar and a Ferrari. And then basically, yeah, they find out like, oh, the brakes are shot the ferrari ends up like exploding and i'm of course i'm upset because there's no way this movie had the budget to just destroy these two beautiful cars but they did so that sucks um terry and the lone shark in the you know they're in the jaguar they go flying 
off of the side. If get it gets flipped over, the kids start like walking, and like a police officer picks them up. But then, as they're driving down, the you know they see the the wreck from the Ferrari, and they're like, you know, that's fine. Um, and then they keep going. Like they see the wreck, and like there's police officers there taking care of that. Mm-hmm. So the police officer keeps driving, and then he sees where the jaguar fell off and he's like oh no let me go check this out he goes down to check it out we find one dead lone shark and not terry and terry ends up like knocking out this cop or killing him who knows um and then he walks up to the kids terry walks up to the kids with a gun and they basically end up having to drive the police car straight at him and then they kill him and then that's that's it uh mm-hmm. eight people are dead um accounted from the, the kid, beginning of this yeah. movie well, well yeah from, from the beginning of this movie to the end yeah it's the two parents die mr Beglider dies mm-hmm. that police officer question mark dies <laughs> um, the glasses both die and the lone sharks die. Mm-hmm. So that's eight people. Yeah. It's body count on this movie. Mm-hmm. So literally everybody who's not these kids, um, there was a fly, sorry, pardon the clap. Um, everybody who's not these kids dies and then they end up moving in with Mr. Big, their uncle. Mr. Big. And that's the end of the movie. So... This movie is pretty nuts. I mean, like, there's... (laughs) (laughs) I understand why it's, like, a psychological thriller because, like, I mean, kind of like we were talking about on our last episode, like, these people are just, like, gaslighting these kids. And by that, I mean, like, these kids have their truth and it is the objective truth and these people are doing everything in their power to convince them that the truth that they know is not the actual truth Mm -hmm. and that is terrifying and Mm -hmm. especially like to be a kid you're telling me you were 10 years old the first time you watched this movie i i mean i don't know how exactly old i was but i was very young because my mom really liked this movie as far as i remember and i would watch it with her or or at least the first time i saw it was with her and i just remember being like what is that like to me it was like i feel like at the time that i saw it because i was a kid it was more like horrifying like it was more horror than i like remembered i mean it's horrifying i mean it is it is but like um but yeah but i remember watching it and be like what is this and it just stuck with me i never watched it again until now which is it's been it has to have been over 10 years that i've seen this movie okay well you're like 26 so how long has it been is it it's probably oh so it's probably been well like yeah yeah, way longer yeah 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 so yeah um i mean in terms of like my thoughts on the movie like yeah it was pretty entertaining i don't know if i want to watch it again (laughs) just because it like made me uncomfortable (laughs) It's not like it's not like the best movie, but it's certainly like serving the purpose of its genre. Yeah. So in that regard, like pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean it's doing exactly what it's trying to do. Yeah. It's not really trying to be more than what it is. Mm-hmm. So 
in that regard, like, yeah, it feels like they made the movie that they were trying to make. The actors, like the actors that play the glasses, Stellan Skarsgård and Diane Lane, they do a great job mm-hmm. um, with, like, everything that's given to them. So, yeah, I mean, bravo, I guess, on the part of the production crew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever want to watch it again. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. if you're doing another one of these marathons and <laughs> uh, for Halloween and... Mm-hmm you know movies on the list then yeah i might be like oh hey it's the glass house mm-hmm. um yeah that's kind of my thoughts mm-hmm. yeah you got any fun facts or anything um i do have like one fun fact but before well it's really not a fun fact but <laughs> a fact but before i get into that i really like the juxtaposition of this movie with the roommate because with the roommate you have a character sarah who literally does not notice any of the red flags and then you have this character ruby who immediately she's like What's this? this isn't right. Yeah, this is, something's up. This is wrong. Yeah, I'm going and to somebody. I'm telling. Yeah, and she yeah. And yes, and she always has a plan. She always knows what to do. She's like such a smart character, and like I feel like in these kinds of movies, that's very rare because they always like you won't like they have you like yelling at the character like how do you not see this? Like we see it, but they don't. So to have this movie where it's like this girl sees absolutely everything we're seeing yeah. and is like trying to do something about it which makes it and even more frustrating working, yeah say, it makes it scarier yeah and like oh she's being smart and even being smart in this scenario is not helping her yeah so, yeah so yeah so there really wasn't too many facts about this movie that i thought were really interesting however um so this movie came out in 2001 it was one of the first films released after 9-11, which I thought was interesting. Mm. This and the movie Glitter um, were the first theatrically released right after um, I, I 9-11. I don't know what Glitter is. I don't either. Um, and it was it was premiered the same weekend as Hardball, which Diane Lane is also in that movie. So huh. Hardball uh, was number one at the box office, and then The Glass House was number two that weekend that it premiered. Oh, okay. Um, Diane Lane doing all the big things. big weekend post 9-11 for her goodness gracious yep um, because of 9-11 the marketing struggled I guess they had a hard time like promoting the film um, a lot of their like because they were supposed to like premiere you know, I mean not premiere like you know do their interview their press tours and everything all that got canceled obviously yeah um, I, I mean that I think that happened for yeah most things yeah yeah i would hope so <laughs> i would yeah. hope no one's like <laughs> was promoting their movie yeah um, have you ever seen spotlight spotlight who's in that well do you know if you don't know what it is I then don't think so. yeah well it's i mean it's about like uh it's about like a news expose that was done on like the catholic church but like priests abusing young boys mm. um and it the movie covers that and it's about that like when that news article like first kind of came out yeah and the news team that was putting that together Mm -hmm. were putting it together and then 9-11 happened Mm -hmm. and it like put a huge pause on just like putting that news story out because that's not the news that is is being covered and that people want to talk about at the forefront of people's minds yeah so Having seen that and seen, I mean, we were, I was in first grade when, during 9-11, so mm-hmm. 
I guess like I didn't quite see the impact that it had on you know industries. Yeah. Because I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I guess knowing that and kind of contextualizing it, like yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everything that you're saying, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I went yeah. like, how well did this movie perform at the box office? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it said it was number. The weekend that it did premiere it was number, it was number two, two. But like that could be, yeah, it could have made a thousand dollars compared to two thousand dollars. You know. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. Glasshouse box office. Doo, doo, doo. It made twenty three point six million on its first weekend. Or oh, I don't know. That's just okay. So, uh, no, it bombed. So it said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, second place bomb. Yeah. So here it is. All that right. sucks. Yeah. Oh shoot. Where'd it go? Um. I mean, you should be able to find it. I'm on IMDb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, its budget was about thirty million. Thirty. Yeah. That's estimated. That's like too much for the the kind of movie that they're making. It, yeah. That was all Ferrari money. Opening. <laughs> opening <laughs> weekend, it made about five point seven million. Um, gross U.S. and Canada was 18 million, and then gross worldwide was about 23 million. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so not great. Yeah. Not awful, but not great. Yeah, and this was Columbia Pictures too. So. Yeah, it was released September 14th, yeah. 2001. Oof. But I wonder. They made that money up with Spider-Man. What'd you say? Columbia Pictures made up that money with uh. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But do you think it would have bombed? Oh, I don't like he's Sorry. Yeah, I feel that's, like this that's, is not the best yeah, word. Yeah, that's not the best context for that word. <laughs> I know. But do I think do it would have flopped? Do you think it would have done poorly the, if it hadn't, if 9-11 hadn't? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, who's to say? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's like saying... If a movie that did really poorly after the pandemic started because it had to be released on like home video for mm-hmm. a $20 rental fee or whatever mm-hmm. that didn't make its money back mm-hmm. would have not done mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. at the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you just can't know. Yeah. It's an unprecedented type of event. So there's That's no. True. Yeah, there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, given, given the general vibe of this movie and the times like in which it takes place, I feel like it could have done decently well, given all of the other movies that were coming out, Mm -hmm. uh, in that era Mm -hmm. that were like psychological thrillers or like horror movies, but like, aren't that good, but like still got made anyway and like made Mm -hmm. their money. Mm -hmm. I think like in the context of that and the quality of this movie mm-hmm. compared to movies like it, I think it should have done, it should have made its money back. Yeah. I feel you. Well, yeah, that's all the notes that I had. There wasn't really anything else of interest in the, in the trivia on IMDb. So, okay. So yeah. So transitioning. Let's transition. Intermission time. I don't need intermission. I'm a professional. Um, so yeah, so right. I was assigned Twin Peaks. Right about an hour. Okay. 
it, I barely remember this, so it shouldn't take me long to get a quick synopsis. All of my notes on Twin Peaks are just people's it's names. People's, there's so <laughs> many characters. There's so many. I was reading the... Because I, I needed a summary because I was like, what did we even watch? I forgot everything. Yeah. And uh, I got lost in the song. I was like, who did what? When? Yeah. How? I, th- <laughs> I think we could like pretty easily cover the events the general, of the yeah, pilot. The, the main things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I, th- I think the interesting stuff will come in when we talk about the relationships between all the characters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So to give a kind of broad overview of Twin Peaks, we only got to fully watch the pilot. We started episode two, but fell asleep. Yeah. So the pilot is like an hour and a half long. It is. It's like a movie. Yeah. yeah. It is practically its own movie. We got, yeah. Well, how long into the second episode? It's like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe? Yeah. 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 So, sorry. Excuse me. I would burping. say just... Well, no, actually, I'll, I'll say this later. Go ahead. Okay. So, Twin Peaks. So, basically, we start off the show, and there is a man who is about to head to, like, this, like... He's going to go fishing. Yeah, down to, like, a beach type of thing, about to go fishing. Yeah. It's, and It's he, the morning. Yeah. And he notices a, like, big old bag, <laughs> like, on the beach, goes up to it, and it turns out to be a dead body um and so he's like oh my gosh call the police call everybody so they call the police officer police officer comes along with the like forensic photographer person i don't know what do you call them forensic forensic photographer yeah yeah forensic it's alliterative it's a perfect name yes forensic photographer starts bawling his eyes out and they're like not again oh (laughs) yeah stop crying and just take the pictures you get the sense like this is a small Small town town. yeah yeah it's a very small police department yeah he's like a normal deputy (laughs) now he's got to take pictures of this dead body (laughs) he's like an empathetic yeah he's always crying Yeah. yeah but it's just it's just funny the way they're like come on i'm like why did you take this job (laughs) like if you're gonna cry every time so yeah so they're really distraught because this is a local high schooler by the name what's her name laura palmer laura laura palmer um and they're like oh my gosh this is heartbreaking so they call her parents her well her mom so her mom that morning goes to like wake her up. She's like, Laura, come on, get up, get up, get up. Laura's not responding. She goes up to Laura's room. Laura isn't there. She calls her Laura's boyfriend's house. Um, his, name, his name is Bobby. And she. Uh, yes, Bobby. Yeah. And um, Bobby's mom picks up and the mom, Laura's mom's like, hey, is Laura there? Is Laura with Bobby? Do you know where Bobby is? Um, Bobby's mom is like, uh, Bobby's out. She's probably with him. Like, I'm sure it's all okay. But, you know, as a parent, you just, you have a feeling, you know? That's what I hear. <laughs> I'm not a parent, but I imagine. I just feeling something's up. Um, and so Laura's mom's kind of distraught. Kind of like, oh my gosh. Calls her husband. Where's Laura? Yeah, calls her husband. Her husband's in the middle of a work meeting, but steps out and is like, hey, what do you need? She's like, I can't find Laura. Have you heard from Laura? Where's Laura? And he's, you know, trying to calm her down. Like, I'm sure Laura's fine. Police comes in. He's like, oh, my gosh. Police asks for Laura's father. He's like, I'm her father. 
and they both just know Laura's dead. Yep. Um, and obviously are devastated. Um, yep. Yes. So essentially from here, now there's an investigation of who, how did Laura die? Yes. And who did it? Dead body. Not good. Yes. Small town. Yes. And so. Call the FBI. Yes. So the FBI comes. It's this man who, it's just him and his little voice recorder um, named Diane. <laughs> we think, I think that's. <laughs> this is Special Agent Cooper. Yes. Cooper. Um, um, and every time he records something, he's like, Diane, I'm in this town. Twin Peaks. I'm here to investigate. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He's like, Diane, I just had the best cup of coffee. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And so it's like, is Diane the name of the recorder? Is Diane a person? Yeah. Like, who's Diane? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, I've only seen through the first season and then the yeah. first or second episode, like yeah. up to the first or second episode of season two. Yeah. Um, Not out of lack of interest. It is a very interesting show. Yeah. Um, And I would love to finish it. But uh, I don't know <laughs> if Diane, Diane. I, I thought Diane was like a contact yeah. at FBI HQ. <laughs> um, she might just be the name of his recorder. And yeah. it, maybe it makes it easier for him to record thinking <laughs> that he's speaking to someone. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be, I'm sure that I'm sure at some point they. Yeah. They say well, who it is, like what it is. Yeah. Well, Agent. I mean, basically, the the point here is that Agent Cooper, he's, he's kind of like a quirky yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a weird dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he's fun. I like him. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he's like, I'm on the case. I can figure anything out. So, they go to the um, morgue. Yeah. Where Laura's body is. And he's like, I got to, you know, look at her body. I got to inspect it. Because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This will. This might help us. And he's looking for something specific. But you don't know what he's looking for. Um, and so the. What is it? The. What's the. What are the people who like tell Warner? you what the. Sure. Yes. They tell you like what happened. Like the. About the body. Because it's the dude who like says. Yeah, the coroner at the morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the dude says like. Oh, at the time of her death. Well, they figured they there was a white powder that they. Oh, oh yeah. wait, but no, no, we don't know that yet. We don't know that. We find that out later. Sorry. Uh, all right. Coming back to that. Um, basically, the dude is like, um, when she died, like she three people had had sex with her. Um, and I guess like her body, she was. Rest- was she restrained? Did they say she was restrained? Maybe. I think so. I feel well, like they did. Because there's the, another, there's another girl. girl. Yeah, we'll get to her in a second. Well, I thought that the other girl had had sex with three people. Was it? I thought it was Laura. Well, we basically get the, regardless, we basically get the sense that they were in the same place. Yes, yeah. yes. So what we're referring to is there's another girl who um, just like is like, she walks, walks up on the train yeah, tracks. Walks, yeah, walking up on a train tracks just like dazed and yeah. she's all tattered up like beaten well i don't know if you would say beaten but like obviously like bruises and things like that yeah um and she's just like out of it and they find her and she ends up being in a coma and she like hasn't really said anything um and so the police go visit her as well um and she says what does she say like 
don't do that or something like that. She oh, starts repeating something. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But was it, but Special Agent Cooper finds like a letter. Wait, that's, yeah, that's what I was getting to with the. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was talking about the morgue. Okay. So going back to the morgue, the other girl was like a side tangent, but going back to the morgue, he's looking for something specific. We're like, what is he looking for? He looks in her nail. Under her fingernail. Under yeah. her fingernail, pulls out the letter R. Yeah. And it's like, I found it. And they're like, what? And he says that there was a death of a girl in a nearby town who they found a letter, like, under her nail. Yep. And it was never covered on the news. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, I don't think this is just like coincidence. Like this is something that's like a pattern. Someone's doing this yeah. on purpose. Um, and so that's like sparks a whole like we have to figure out who did this. So, <laughs> so yeah. So basically the whole first episode is them interviewing people um, and questioning people. But then there's also like reactions to local people finding out that right. Laura's died right and yeah getting some backstory behind like the town yeah so the um school gets informed of laura's death they the principal makes an announcement and is like i'm sorry students to inform you one of your classmates have died obviously a lot of people are heartbroken over it particularly a girl named donna and this guy this guy james 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 yeah um and they both kind of look at each other and you're not quite sure like what that look is yeah and so but yeah it's pretty weird yeah so so yeah so um we see how they react while at the school bobby gets pulled in from questioning by the fbi uh, because obviously he's suspect number one he's her boyfriend and he as far as they know, was like the last person to see her yes. before her death. Yes. Um, and so the FBI is like interrogating him and is like, did you know? Oh, they. Oh, I'm getting things all out of order. It's because you don't have any notes. I know. I know. I thought the synopsis would help me. So at some point, so before this happened, <laughs> I'm so sorry this is not making any sense but before this happened it's okay while you're watching the the show it's it's like it's also kind of sporadic it's also like i don't know what is going on on? like they're throwing everything at you you're like there's a lot whoa whoa i know but that's kind of part of the fun yeah so before this uh interview with bobby they obviously had gone to laura's home talked to her mom all that kind of stuff they go to her room and they find a diary. Oh, yeah. Yes. Inside the diary is like this white residue along with a safety box. Like a powder box. residue. Yeah. yeah, along with like a safety deposit box key. And so they find out, or they suspect at least, the FBI suspects that was cocaine and that Laura was a cocaine user. Yeah. We don't know for sure or anything like that. We don't know what's going on. This is like deep, dark secrets of Laura. We're trying to figure out. Yeah. Well, uh, Harry S. Truman, not the president, but the sheriff, <laughs> the sheriff of this town yeah. of Twin Peaks, his name is Harry S. Truman. Yeah. He He's like, you know, this is a very small town, so a lot of people know each other, and he kind of is telling 
Special Agent Cooper, like, oh, there's no way, you mm-hmm. know, yada, 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 that she was up to anything shady. Like, you clearly didn't know Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then we start finding all these things, and it's like, well, clearly nobody knew Laura Palmer. No. Secrets. Yep. Secrets, secrets. And can I realize I have, like, pretty little liars? <laughs> I'm sure they took some form of inspiration from this. Uh, this came out in 1990, by the way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so... Going back to Bobby, this interview with Bobby, they're like, did you know she was using cocaine? He was like, what? No. He's like, no. Uh, Yeah. And they're like, did you kill her? And he's like, no. And then they find, they have these tapes, this this tape, this videotape of Laura, Donna, and clearly someone's recorded, recording them. And it's like Laura and Donna like dancing, they're having a good time, all this stuff. And this is, this was recorded like right before... Or murder. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, are you the person in this videotape? And clearly this is the first time he's seeing this. Yeah. So he's like, no, I don't know what this is. And so one other thing that they had found in the diary was that Laura was worried about meeting someone that she wrote the letter. Like she's there as she wrote in her diary had the letter J. J. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, do you know who J is? Like maybe Jay's the person who recorded this. And he's like, does he say like no or does he say? He, I mean, he doesn't. Bobby doesn't yeah. know anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like, no, I don't know who that is. Yeah. But also, yeah. just in case you're not aware, dear listener, Bobby sucks. He's the worst. He was. Yeah. All, he's also cheating. Well, he yeah. At the very beginning. At the we very see beginning, we cheating. see that he's cheating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, up until this point, we've been like, oh, yeah, his girlfriend died, and they're interrogating him. He's like, I didn't do it. No, no, no. Bobby sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the absolute worst. Yeah. Um, and so once he hear- hears, like, the letter J, she was going to meet letter J, he loses it. It's like, if y'all have seen Stranger Things 4, when Chrissy dies, um, and her boyfriend, like, loses it, and oh, is yeah, like, I'm like- killing these kids. Like, they yeah, yeah, yeah. killed my girlfriend that's kind of like what he does yeah. he's like we gotta we gotta find this person like i think i know who it is it's clearly james or whatever and he's like yeah i'm gonna get me and my buddy where i get him yeah and his buddy equally sucks if not yeah. sucks more worse <laughs> yeah. yeah i'd say he's worse so yeah so they're just like losing it and they're on the hunt for james um and so I'm like, where do I even go from here? I mean, James has a motorcycle, and yeah. they they see in the reflection of Laura's eye. Oh yes, yes, yes in yes. the video that there's a motorcycle. So that's how they're able to figure out, like, mm-hmm. all right, whoever record, like, how the FBI are mm. able to figure, like, whoever recorded this has yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah, and they go to a biker to bar. a biker bar to like stake the place out mm-hmm. and figure out like all right who did it mm-hmm. um now donna mm-hmm. she's kind of got her own agenda yeah yeah so donna donna and uh, james yeah so donna donna at this point is like trying to she's gonna to talk to james try, yeah. yeah um and so at this point we're like okay Clearly, there's some 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 sort of yeah. thing going on with Donna and James. Yeah, they're and, in this video right, with Laura. Right, right, they're in the video with Laura. So, like, clearly that's something. And so, at some, she goes to 
the, James's dad and is like, hey, have you heard from James? The dad's like, yeah, he just was here. He told me to give you this. Yeah. And that note, it's a note that says, like, meet me at the biker bar. Yeah, yeah. And Oh, at the at the roadhouse. Oh, sorry, at the roadhouse. At 9.30. Yes. And it's like, then all these other scenes are happening where it's like, people are going to be at the roadhouse at, at 9.30. 930. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, also, James's dad, his name is Big Ed, and he has a wife with an eye patch. <laughs> And Who's she's, obsessed with the she's drapes. obsessed with the drapes. Yeah, um, not super relevant to the big story here yet. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that is a dynamic that is also going on. But and he's also cheating. He's also cheating. All right, how many counts of cheating do we have so far? There are so many. Okay, so there's Bobby's, two. Great. We've talked about. Let's two see, Bobby's five. cheating. Yeah, and then Big Ed is cheating on his eye patch wife with Norma who works at a who diner? also yeah who also has a husband and they're like she, pla- she does I think she was like I think they're both planning to get a divorce to oh, be together oh that's right yeah. yeah she does have a husband yeah yeah, yeah. So that's all the cheating we've covered Thus so far. far there's at least three more counts of cheating <laughs> to account for but we'll get there yeah so um so that leads us to like Donna's journey so um at night it's nighttime. Donna's like, I'm going to go meet James because I, we need to talk. Um, Donna's boyfriend is also Mike's friend who, sorry, Bobby's, Bobby's friend, friend, Mike, who, yeah. again, equally sucks as much as yeah. Bobby does. He's awful. They were both, both Donna and Laura were dating like the two worst dudes yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, Um. So yeah, so Donna sneaks out of the house at night um, to go find James. And so she shows up at this biker bar. Bobby and Mike, the two terrible boyfriends, also show up at the biker bar. They see her and they like Mike like grabs her and is like shaking her. Um, Big Ed, right? That's his name. Yeah. Uh, James's dad is also there because he's on a date with the diner woman. Norma. Yeah. And he's like, stop. It's a big old brawl. Yeah. Um, everyone's fighting. They throw uh, Bobby and Mike in jail. Yeah. Um, and Donna... Uh, someone tells Donna like, "Oh, come with me." Yeah, one of one of James's biker buddies yeah. takes Donna to go yeah. see James. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, because there's a they um, when they were looking for Laura's diary. Oh wait, let me. The let me FBI. Say, let me go ahead. Are you talking about the necklace? Yeah, yeah. So um, the FBI find found a, a like half a heart necklace like you know when you have those like best friend heart necklaces yep. that get put together and one person keeps one half the other person keeps the other they find one of those at the crime scene yeah um oh was it at the crime scene yeah it was at the crime scene oh remember they go to like scope out the place and then he's like what's this and it was like by like a rock or something like that the scene of the crime yeah oh yeah wait, wait which scene of the crime where they find laura's body or where they figured out where they probably killed her and where they were like, a, like her and that other girl were assaulted at like at the place. train yard or whatever. I think at that place. Okay, that's yeah. where they found the necklace? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. And so uh, Donna's parents, I think had, someone had like let Donna's dad, I read this in the summary. Someone had let Donna's dad know, like this was not information that was like public to people that there was a necklace and that that was how they were gonna find Well, Donna's dad is the doctor. So then, okay, so then maybe that was it. I think they told the doc, they told him. But anyways, that's how Donna found out that. 
Oh yeah, there was yeah. the necklace. She finds out. Yeah. She well, Donna basically yeah. Before she's like going to go find James and whatnot, she finds out that the FBI's hunch is that whoever has the second half of this yeah. necklace is the one that killed Laura. That's what I just said. Is that what you said? Yeah. She found out through her dad though. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you said all of that, but I said. Her dad learned that. All right, it doesn't matter. The listener doesn't (laughs) care. They got the info. So, anyways, so yeah, so she knows that like this necklace is what's what they're looking for. They're looking for the person with this necklace because they think that's the person who did it. Um, James has this other half of the necklace. Yes, and so so, they're like, ooh, yeah, and so she. That's why she's going to talk to James. She gets on the motorcycle. They drive off. The police are following them, but they the police lose them. Um, and so they're just like, all right, well, I guess we turn around because we, we don't know where they went. Um, and so she goes to talk to James. And so we see that he has the necklace. She lets him know, like, they're looking for you. Like, they're going to try and get you. You need to hide this necklace. They bury the necklace. Um, not very far into the dirt and stick a rock on top uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the tiniest little yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Basically, we see... So this whole time when this is happening... Oh, yeah. We need to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about this. This whole time when this is happening, I'm like, Donna, Laura, and James were in a throuple. Like, that's my whole guess. And I still stand by that. Well, <laughs> It seems like they're in a throuple. They were in a throuple, but it seems like Donna really loves James. James might have loved Laura more Laura's dead and so now Donna and James are kind of a thing is what it seems yeah, like so I think it was like James and Laura were secretly a thing yeah. but then Donna was there with them but then and now Laura's couple. dead <laughs> so Donna's like Donna's let me swoop like, in let me swoop in and then she's like she's all happy that James loves her instead of Laura but she's all like yeah. oh I'm kind of she's got mixed feelings about that yeah so this is we're, this is two more accounts of cheating that we're yes. picking up here. Laura was cheating. And Laura's Donna cheating, was cheating. Donna's cheating. Um, yeah, but then the the police end up catching them, um, mm-hmm. and they they also put James in jail. Yeah, yeah. With so, uh, Bobby and Mike across, and like Bobby and Mike are like barking at him, like yeah. growling at him. They're just like acting a mess. Um, and he's, James is just like staring at them. He's <laughs> also been making out with both of their girlfriends. So it's like, <laughs> Did, they don't know that though. They don't know that, but it's like, <laughs> even so, yeah. if they did, it would be worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and so also I just want to point out the FBI is a very intuitive person. Like he just like the, knows, like, he oh, after they inter- Cooper. Yeah, yeah after he had interviewed like Bobby he's like he didn't do it he's not the one yeah he can just tell yeah he just knows um and so yeah so they interview uh James and James is very transparent he's like yeah I saw her right before she died she was scaring me because she was like saying all this stuff. What it's is like she, she was becoming a different person, yeah, acting he, like a different person. Yeah. He was like, she was like acting really weird. Um, and then she just like hopped off my motorcycle and like ran off. Yeah. And that was the last time I saw her. Yeah. Um, and so he's, yeah, he's just like being fully transparent and they're like, okay. And they stick him back in the jail. Um, and they're like, tr- the FBI's 
like wants to protect James from like Bobby and Mike and is like, you know, I don't want anything to happen to you. Like we know that if we like release all of y'all, some, like some mess is probably going to go down. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that. Uh, what else happens? I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, other than that, we find out that uh, <laughs> there's this wood mill. Um, oh, yeah. That is being run by this woman, Jocelyn Packard. And she inherited the mill from her. She's a widow. Her her husband passed away like a year prior. So she inherited the mill and her husband, her dead husband's like sister is like wants the mill from her. But, you know, she doesn't have she doesn't own the mill. Jocelyn owns the mill. Um, none of this is like particularly important to the story yet. But we find out at the end of the episode that the sheriff, Harry S. Truman, who's been working on this case with Agent Cooper, is romantically involved with Miss Packard. So mm-hmm. I guess that's not technically cheating, but it like, is like... Yeah. Does he have a partner? Did he have a partner? Like, no, no, he doesn't yeah. have a partner. It's Yeah, so te- technically that one's not cheating. So it's not... That was supposed to be the third count, <laughs> totaling five. Um, technically it's four cheating, yeah. but five surprise romances. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot All going in on. the pilot episode. I know. And also one weird thing to know. Well, two things to know. So there's a secretary who works at the police department and okay. I swear that woman never, like she's just on the clock 24 yeah. seven because she's always there and yeah. she's always helping. Um, but also she gives them donuts like. Every like when they come into the office, and she stacks and them, she on top stacks of each them other. in twos, like on top of each other, and it's like a whole table spread, and they're like all spread out in rows, and it's so strange. Is that every morning or was that every night? If they like were working a long case, I think it's at night. But in the morning, oh, she's she like, puts we have them donuts. out at morning, and then they yeah. eat them in the morning. Oh, or she, she she puts what did I just say? She puts them out at <laughs> night, and they eat them in the morning. Um, yeah. which like, but I they ate them at they, night too. Yeah, and I don't know. They're police. They eat donuts. (laughs) But yeah, it's just the way that it is. But like, that's the thing about this show. Um, I really like the show, and I really want to keep watching because I now I need to know. You're like invested, right? Yeah, I like what. Yeah, even just after this one pilot episode, which granted, again, it was a movie. Um, but I'm so invested, and I want to know. I need to know all about Laura because what the heck is going on, Miss Laura? Um, I need to know all about this throuple. Yeah. Um, we find out halfway through the episode, we forgot to mention this, that she was seeing a psychiatrist. Oh yeah. And that psychiatrist like was, was weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's a psychiatrist. Like, yeah. are we sure? Um, yeah. And no one knew that she was seeing a psychiatrist, not even her parents. Um, so yeah. So there's just like all this stuff going on. But what I really love about the show and what I think makes it stand out is the way it's filmed. Yeah. The look, the aesthetic of it is so strange. It's like, yeah. It makes you feel a, a weird, I don't even know how to describe, I was trying to like compare it to something and I don't even know what to compare it to, but it just, it feels very weird. It feels like it's, it feels like you're watching like a bad movie, but it's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's exactly. It feels like watching Troll 2, but if Troll 2 was like actually a phenomenal piece of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like not every scene is well acted, but mm-hmm. it's extremely well written. Mm-hmm. It's extremely well filmed. Mm-hmm. 
and any kind of like campy weirdness Mm -hmm. is incredibly intentional yeah but you like you perceive it as high quality (laughs) it's mind-blowing yeah like it doesn't make sense in my brain i'm like i'm watching something that's not right Right. but it's completely right right it's like this should be garbage but it's it's exactly what this needed to be Yeah, Yeah. yeah and so i love it it's like i think that's why i'm so you're intrigued by it and i'm like i need to see more because it's just like yeah it's just so it's such an experience yeah so i was gonna say this earlier but i feel like this is one of the best pilot episodes Mm -hmm. on television ever i'm like how did they how did they get a like a station to air an almost hour and a half pilot like how did they get the buy-in from uh, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, the question, like, in 1990, I don't know. But that's, that's, yeah. that's, that was, like, super common in the 2000s. Really? Yeah, I'm, like, Lost. Pilots are, that pilot was, like, an over an hour? I mean, Lost, well, I mean, you know, like, shows like Lost would do, like, two-hour season premieres, two-hour season finales. For their very um, first, like, the pilot, though? Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. It's not unheard of. Gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, it is wild. a, in some, I was reading in the trivia, like, in some markets, they had to break the pilot episode into two episodes and air it that way. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I do think this yeah. is one of the best pilots yeah. to ever exist on television. Yeah. Um, because it introduces so much intrigue. There's a ton of characters, yeah. but it gives you just enough information on each one mm-hmm. to make you interested to learn more about each one. Yeah. Um, and, on the surface, at the beginning of the story, it just seems like, yeah. hey, this small town, there's a murder. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, Laura Palmer was such a sweet girl. Everything is life as normal. But now this girl's dead. Yeah. Turns out, no. Yeah. Everybody's got secrets. Yeah. And what I love, too, is like there's a ton of characters. There's even characters we didn't talk about. Like there's yeah. another girl at the high school who's just like weird. She just does stuff to see what happens and like it brings her joy. Audrey. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many. Yeah, there's so many characters. And right now they seem very irrelevant. And it's like, who? like, what are they doing? Who is this? Yeah. But like, you know that something's going to come out. Like, you kn- you yeah. know that they're going to be important. The characters yeah. There. yeah. And that's super like, you're just like trying to figure out like, hmm, I wonder where they're going to come in. Maybe they come in here. Maybe this is like their connection to Laura or whatever. And so that's really fun. I like to theorize about character. Like, I love, I love a good mystery because I yeah. love like pe- trying to piece things together. Yeah. The mystery of who killed Laura Palmer is, I mean, it's, yeah. It, it like it's what makes it interesting is that this seems to go beyond just that mystery. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. that's the inciting event. Yeah, but it's like uncovering what the town really is is yeah. like the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still don't know who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, My tummy's making noises. Can't, <laughs> can't wait to find out who. Yeah. Um, How many seasons are there? So I think. That's kind of a complicated question. So, because they the did like a reunion, season, didn't they? The first season is eight episodes. Yeah. Then I believe they did a second season that was 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they did. 
So the original show totals to 30 episodes. Got you. Then there's a prequel movie. Wow. That's like an hour and a half. Yeah. That's like about Laura. Yeah. And then there's the follow-up show, which was made in, I think, 2017, that keeps the story going. Oh. And I have not... I, well, I, I mean, I haven't even finished the original shows, let alone to watch the yeah. follow-up show. So, yeah. and then that, apparently that just got really good as well. Yeah. So there is a lot to, yeah. What, and this is what makes it so enticing is like just the pilot episode was so nuts and so crazy. And there's like, there's so much to find out, mm-hmm. but then you're like, oh man, there's like 30 episodes of this. And then a prequel movie, mm-hmm. and then a follow-up show. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like that's it's like con- anime. <laughs> that's content for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you have this in your fun facts about the alternate ending for the pilot. Did you? Did you find something about an alternate ending? Yeah. What? Yeah. You're not supposed to go digging. I wasn't. It was when I was trying to find the summary, and then it was like, well, depending on which version of it you've seen this Uh, is the end this is the end there was so much trivia written i was looking through the imdb trivia and there was so much trivia written that i was like all right i can't do all of this so i only picked out like four things got you um yeah because i otherwise i just would have been sitting here reading off trivia yeah um i forgot to also say like at the end of the episode we see at least in our ending that we saw we see a hand grab the necklace out of the dirt that James and Donna had buried. Oh, I, I completely forgot about that. So yeah. thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. That's sus. Yeah. Huh. Whose hand is it? But there's, a, but there's a different ending according to uh, the internet. <laughs> okay. What happens in the alternate ending? Uh, in the alternate ending, the mom, Laura's mom, like, if, maybe I'm wrong, but what I read something about like Laura's mom. Yeah, just say it. Laura's mom seeing like having like a like seeing a man in Laura's room or something like that. Like a oh, that's weird. Yeah, something I forget, but um, I could be wrong. I could have accidentally read something else. I mean, I know there's an alternate. Yeah, idiot, but yeah, yeah. I could have actually been reading something else. There, I think I know what you're talking about. I just mm-hmm. don't think they get to that yet. Mm-hmm. There's probably yeah. There's probably. It's probably an intentional decision for them to not put that in the pilot. Uh-huh. Um, but let that, whatever that little piece of huh uh, was, yeah. uh, keep you on, my toes. on your toes. Because things get weird. I believe it. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I only highlighted four facts. Mm-hmm. One of them being, I think, the most interesting. So I'll, I'll say that one last. Um, so... Uh, as you know, yeah, this was made in 1990. So this was actually one of the first shows to have an online cult following. Hmm. Yeah. And so like people would theorize about like what was happening at mm-hmm. the end of each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the fan community even wrote their own like lost episode, mm-hmm. um, which do you know the concept of like a lost episode? No. That's like... It's like saying like uh, an episode that never aired but mm. was written and filmed and never happened. So it's like a fanfic episode, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, there's a so other fun fact. There's a there's a character named Leo who we mm. find out Bobby and Mike owe money to, or they don't owe money, 
I think they're like helping him deal yeah. some drugs yeah. and they have to give him some money mm-hmm. uh, because he like lent them money mm-hmm. for drugs dealing um, <laughs> something like that anyway uh, Leo sucks yeah also he's like a real mean guy and he's the husband of the girl that Bobby is cheating. sleeping with yeah. yeah cheating on Laura with yeah so he, yeah that's a that's that's technically that's another count of cheating <laughs> We forgot about. I think yeah. we already we already counted Bobby. Well, we counted Bobby cheating on Laura, but we didn't count on the girl um. that Bobby was cheating with cheating on her husband. The reciprocal yeah. cheating. There is a cheating network going on. Um, yeah. So the actor that plays Leo again, yeah. highly like the character of Leo, notably super 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 mean guy. Yeah. Um. Apparently, in real life. The actor is a really sweet guy. So <laughs> I believe it. The His actress really bad. It, oh, that's true. Yeah. Of all the characters, he has the worst acting. Oh, that's sad. I am sorry. Well, the <laughs> the actress that plays his wife, who he's basically like abusing, apparently she would like forget to be afraid of him while they were rolling <laughs> because he was actually like such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I, explains I like that. why his acting's not great. He's too nice. He's a nice in guy. Real life. He's, trying, <laughs> he's trying too hard to be mean. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, the other piece of trivia. I thought this was kind of interesting. So, the town population size on the sign when you like enter Twin Peaks in the pilot episode says fifty-one thousand population, which like. For how interconnected the networking of yeah, all of these like, people seems too, seems too large, right? Yeah. Um, so it turns out that it was, it's actually like story wise, it's actually 5,100, like 5,100. Yeah. Um, but ABC requested that they bump up the number to 51,000 because they didn't think that Americans from big cities would be able to sympathize with like rural small town folk. What? When this, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Makes no sense. They didn't think they'd be able to sympathize with like small town people. So they asked them to bump the size of the population to 51,000 as if to make it so it doesn't seem like, oh, 5,100 small town, who knows what those people are like to viewers who are living in more populated areas. I Which always is yeah yeah bonkers. Yeah, I always wonder like who's making these decisions at the network. Like, are they sitting in the meeting like, what does America like? Yeah, um, I don't think America wants this because blah blah blah. It's yeah, like there's, what? There's, there's always no reason. There's no logical reason behind anything. There's always executives at these entertainment companies that are making these decisions that they are just like so stubborn and adamant about. Yeah. And I mean this was happening this happens in like DC. Yeah. Um even like where yeah, they like they they just think they know. Yeah. what people want. Yeah. Or like what people are gonna do, and ultimately it's like a dumb decision. Literally. Bumping this small town up where everybody knows each other from a fifty-one hundred population no to fifty-one thousand makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They just they just it's make a, up stuff. Yeah. It's wild. This town is clearly a small population. Yeah. Fifty-one thousand is too much. Yeah. You could have like 
did they just add a zero at the end? Like why? Why bump it? <laughs> why so, add an, yeah. a digit that to the end? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, Strange. So that's weird. <laughs> um, but honestly, that kind of like now it adds to it. Adds it, to the weirdness it's of add the to show. The weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So my last fact. This was my favorite one, and it was the mm-hmm. first one that was listed on the IMDb trivia. Mm-hmm. So the president of the production company that was making the show mm-hmm. claims that while the show was running, he was asked by a financier who killed Laura Palmer. But that financier told him that he was actually asking to know who killed Laura Palmer for then-president of the United States, George H.W. Bush. (laughs) But it turns out George H.W. Bush was asking to know who killed Laura Palmer on behalf of Mikhail Gorbachev, (laughs) the leader of the USSR at the time. What? Yeah. So I guess Gorbachev was a big Twin Peaks fan, and he really wanted to know. And he went through this like chain of people, like I want to know who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. Let that let that speak to you know the far-reaching writing of this show, and how when you watch it, you're just so like I gotta know what's going on. So, yeah. Wild. That's fun. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Well, yeah. Any other facts? That's... Oh, yeah, sorry. I would have the facts. I was like... I, I just... am tired. I don't have any other facts. I know. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, let's... now 10.45 p.m. I know. Let's wrap this up. Let's do some assigning. I don't have my list of things that I want to assign you in front of me. <laughs> So, okay, I got it. What's your okay? What's your week look like next week? Are you pretty busy? I'm the next eight weeks. I'm busy. Oh yeah, I got a lot um, going on. Okay, well, you know what? Why don't we do something a bit lighthearted? I'm gonna give you something a bit lighthearted. Oh, what? Well, I was just trying to think of something, and so I just kind of picked something out of my head. But I don't. It's not. I wouldn't call it lighthearted. Um, what, what do you got? Yeah, I want to give you something lighthearted because we've been like doing a lot of murder. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I'm good. I think now is the time that I want to give you Total Drama Island. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, something fun. I'm I'm so in for that. Yeah. All right. No, no, no. That okay. This is perfect, actually. Um, yeah. Because I was going to give you. Uh, I just decided. Uh, <laughs> now would be the time mm-hmm. to give you Cowboy Bebop. Mm. I'm excited. Mm. i'm excited <laughs> baby i'm sleepy all right <laughs> that was that was excitement. like not excitement that was my mm. 11 p.m <laughs> excitement yeah now would be the now i think if you're giving me total drama island that was uh yeah that was released on cartoon network right yes yeah perfect yeah because cowboy bebop was like a it was it came out like on toonami which oh, would you. play late night Cartoon Network. Yeah. So the theme of this next week is, uh, you know, fun cartoons, fun cartoons, animation that came out on the Toon Network. Yep. Yep. I freaking love Total Drama Island, so I'm very excited for you to watch it. Yeah. No, it always seemed like a fun show. It is, and yeah, I'm not going to say anything. All right. <laughs> I know. I know some things about it. I mean, the general. It's like 
cartoon yeah. version of Survivor. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there's some amount of like it's not a hundred percent appropriate all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. All right. Yep. So thank you all for engaging in our spooky swap. Yes, Hopefully it's been fun. You it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you listened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I maybe next year I will post like my whole calendar because I like I make a digital calendar yep. for all the movies that we watch. Yeah. No. I think and I put a lot be, of work into yeah, it. Post it on Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. make it really cute. Put a lot of work if into anybody, it. If anybody you know wants to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing this. Apologies fun. for this episode. It, you know, we're pretty tired. It's. I think it. It's gone a little longer than we thought it yeah. would, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be back with more energy next time. Yes. <laughs> and it won't be nighttime when we're recording. I know. So. Nighttime on like a work slash school week. Yeah. That's, yeah. This was is not long, it. Long, this long, is not long it. day. I know. Yeah. I'm very tired. So yeah, we'll wrap it up, but we'll see you next week. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye.